let's go. Uh, what's today? A Monday. Monday. A Monday pod. Monday think, pod. Yeah, I don't mind it. We just don't even, like, we don't even care. We just, just whatever day. No schedule. The way that we do the pods is a lot like I feel like how people should consume the pods. Mm. Quick 30 minutes. If you got 30 minutes, yeah. sit down, listen to we the had, pod. We um, had Mel in here from Walton, shout and out. she said that, uh, shout out to Mel. Uh, I think she said she was her eighth listener, ninth listener. Mm-hmm. Got actually a couple of listeners. She says she's the fave, though. She's a, Yeah, she's top. She's, I know. I know Courtney uh, Lloyd uh, messaged me, said she was going to get on the pod, but uh, she hasn't messaged me yet uh, to say she uh, likes it or not. So either way, you I know, I know she her. will. She loves us. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Courtney. But anyways, Mel was <laughs> like, yeah, it's perfect for, perfect length for her drive to wherever. She's like, it's always about 30, 40 minutes to drive somewhere for her. She's like, pops it on. Boom. She's got four motos. Yeah. So this is moto number five. But uh, another guy that texted me just before the show is... It's funny is uh, our audio guy now uh, who's going to do a lot of our announcing, Giger. He's going to be at every round beauty guy. Met him a couple years ago, and, and he worked with us at Calgary Arena Cross. And uh, he thought uh, the Brad segment, talking about Brad's morning routine, was funny. So we need to get Brad <laughs> on the show. He requested oh. Brad to be on the show, and we can just talk about how he lives his day-to-day. And oh, my God. That would be so fascinating for the masses, I think. I, yeah. I just don't know if they quite oh, comprehend man. the way that that human operates at a at a peak level it's <laughs> wild to me man like going to hotels and i know you've spent a lot of time with them over the last month you guys done a lot of shoots yeah going to a hotel it's honestly when i'm going to sleep and i'm setting my alarm i'm adding like 30 minutes before like i'm going like if it's 7 30 i'm putting seven because i'm like it's gonna take me 30 minutes to get this guy rolling yeah and i'm like I feel like my kids are better than that. God bless you, Brad. I love everyone. The guy. Everyone has different time zone. Like we're but, we're on EST. Some people are yeah, on CT. Yeah. He's on BT. Brad time. Brad time. He's That's nice. B, he's on BT. <laughs> he's on. I'm not sure. Producer how many hours Al got a mic. <laughs> oh yeah. In here Sorry, I should have introduced you. No, it's all good. I was just waiting for the right time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Al go. gets it. Uh, Al's. That's actually your roommate. Um, yeah, we get a first hand. Okay, so <laughs> now that we're on the Brad topic, and Al's here. <laughs> I will like be going to the airport. We're going to Detroit airport and Al and Brad live right by the blue water bridge. So I, it's perfect. Pick them up on the way. It's actually nice. So usually, you know, stop and get a couple blue ones or whatever monsters and, or a Red Bull for Brad. I text Brad when I'm leaving my house and it's about 20 minutes to Al's house. And I say, Brad on route, you got 20 minutes, be ready. I instantly text Al. I'm like, Al, I'm leaving my place. Make sure Brad's ready. This, I mean, that's just the process I have to take. And Al tries his best. God bless you, Al. Wake up call, you, know. you do your best, man. You are the man. You're in the trenches. But I'll still get to his place and I will wait 15, 20 minutes. And then this is the process I take. I text Isaiah at his apartment and I'm like, waiting. And I start the clock with Isaiah to give him an update of how long I wait. You know I do. Oh, I know you do. This is, I'm just having a crack. Like when you hear it out loud, it sounds <laughs> it's like, crazy. It's ridiculous. It's, At this point, you're just trying to burn time. Yeah, yeah. it's a game for oh, you. Oh, it is. It is kind of like I want to beat the score now. It's just yeah. like I hope he's not ready. And then and then you'll get the blue moon. He calls you. Hey, I'm ready. Where you at? Yeah. No. Yeah. Once, pressuring me to show up. Once. <laughs> Like like he's always on time, just oh. phenomenal guy. But hey, you know what? God bless the guy. He's good. I want to talk about. We're hopping on a Monday pod for mm. a specific moto reason for a little bit of a change. Mm. I kind of do want to just touch on a little bit of the Supercross that we've seen over yes, the weekend. Right. Not not too deep, obviously. This you know thirty plus two, but I just your thoughts. Honestly, 
I'm bummed with the injuries. I think like the last two big ones, obviously Roxon this past weekend and uh, Tomac the weekend before. Roxon's fine. Yeah, dude, he's fine. Dude, he. I think he got back to the pits and he like uh, maybe Charlie horse himself. Yeah, got back to the pits and was like, oh no, I can't go back on the track. Yeah, and it's like I I don't think he's that hurt and he's just like, dang it, I can't get third overall. Loses out a huge bonus check. Instead of just sitting in the mechanics area, just like that one hurt, that one stung, boys. All right, let me see if I can get going because always guys go down. And and he said it. They put him on and they were like. They're like, how, like, what's, what's the situation? Like, he's talking to them. He's not leaving. Like, mm. he didn't do anything. Obviously, he did tweak it, but he's like, I've never tweaked my knee before. I don't know yeah. how it feels. Mm. So I, you know, hold, like, I, I've tweaked my knee. Mm. He definitely had a sharp pain going mm. there, and that's scary. It you is. know, it's, it's scary. It so he was like, ah, uh, dang, I should probably get this checked out. Who knows what's going through his head at that point? But he's thinking, like, injury, health first, mm. you know, third place, a lot of money, second. Mm but hate to see know, it yeah. but um no on those last two injuries though even if he is injured or not um they weren't crashes they weren't anything to do with the track uh tomac just just a slight oj that he's done probably a million times and just a freak incident um and then obviously rocks and he was riding off he, he didn't crash mm-hmm. so that's a good sign like those are injuries that could happen practicing or anywhere so uh but on that what i was going to say about these tracks i think they're too fast too easy too fast and I want to say it might be partially due to Supercross Futures. I love the program, but these track builders are going to have to take a bit off. The whoops aren't as gnarly. The the sections aren't as gnarly. It's, I think that might, they need to slow it down by making it gnarlier. Yeah. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I saw Langston make a post on his social the other yep. day um, that had, I think it was 16 riders, mm. all the factory guys. There were 16 of them. There was... 10 injured, six still racing before the Kenny and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So it's like, that is astronomical. I And it got me thinking when I was watching that race. Blows my mind. We've talked about it as a potential here, but it's just not the same thing over on this side. But the U.S. should be in the premier class. If you have two bikes, those should be mandatory to yeah. be filled in. You know, give the guys who yes. are down the pole. I, I get I that like they this. had sponsors mm-hmm. and they have things to fill, but they should reformat it so that mm-hmm. everyone is chasing the bigger picture. I like this a lot. This just sparks ideas in my head for this. And, and we're all about ideas here at Chatworks. Yeah. We just spark off one thing. Yeah. It almost should be that privateers that are riding certain bikes can get linked to that team. They're on their own program. They're still driving their van or the trailer, whatever they're taking to the track and racing these races. Uh, for instance, say, um, what was it? Uh, a Logan Carno. Maybe he's linked to the Kawasaki team somehow. They're like, hey, we're going to give you discount on this. We're going to get you bikes with this dealership. But if Jason Anderson or, or AC get hurt, or both at the same time, for instance, then you're going to be on our team. You're going to have to fulfill these these roles for us. Yeah. And just link it. Like, it would be so easy. You have enough guys in that. Yeah, I get it. I just think it should be a lot like F1. Like, F1, someone gets hurt. There's a third driver. There's a a third driver for one. Mm -hmm. Or they'll call someone up from wherever. NHL. You know, you have to feel the team. Right? Every sport. You you get injured. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the, the Maple Leafs can't just decide to... showing up at a Lakers game with 4v5 out there. They're not going to do that. So, it's like, why is our sport program differently it really should be mm. that 
Okay, there is two 450 Kawasaki's. Cinderella's hurt. Okay, well, you know, let's just because we're using car now. Mm. Logan's up there, right there. Mm. And then, you know, oh, Anderson's hurt. Well, he's still there. Well, take whoever you got to take. There, and you know what's crazy? Um, those guys get paid per round per having a rider. They they are contracted by majority of the companies to have a 250 guy and a 450 guy on the track. And you see the teams that have double up on the 450s or double up on the 250s or whatever. Pretty much to like protect them from having these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so when both of them go down, well, we've seen Chris Blows get a ride because they needed a bike on the track. It didn't matter what results, he needed to be on the track. That's how I'm. Cole got a ride through KTM. Through Savachi got hurt. They needed a KTM on track. He rode for their factory team for the season in Supercross because of Savachi being hurt. They had to have a bike on the track. Cole also filled in for the 450 guy who got hurt. I think Tedesco and somebody else was riding for them. He filled in for them on the opposite coast because they needed a 450 guy on the track. Yeah. They it's contract. Yeah, I just I'd love to see that reworked mm. over there and definitely yeah. give some guys towards the end of a season. Mm a time to shine and maybe they're able to do something or have a breakthrough it would it would be a little glimmer of hope Mm. you know for some of the guys that will never get to touch those bikes Mm -hmm. and as a fan it makes it a lot easier to follow um if the premier class was structured like that i like the wsx i love that style i've always said that's the f1 style is very cool and very easy to follow as far as Fans now can get behind the team like they do in F1. Like, I love the Red Bull cars. I'm now, Fernando Alonso, he's on the Ashton, Ashton Martin. Martin. I yeah. love I love that brand, too. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be WSX. I know it's early. They only had two rounds last year, six this year, 12th the next year. You know, they keep on expanding. Once they got a full program, that's going to be the program that looks very lucrative to a lot of riders. Yeah, I think it's a whole, uh, it's a whole dynamic shift that is so needed in a sport um that you know is hard pressed for change but i think it's going to be good everywhere it's, it's, it's a lot easier said than done i can sit here and say all this yeah, but yeah. you know we get it we know what it's actually like behind the scenes mm-hmm. this isn't just a snap the finger no. it's not what i'm saying but yeah i would love to see it anyways you know you get the 450 class kind of wrapped up how it was it was tough it was like really tough to watch tomac go out like that and you know, you got to be in it to win it. So, you know, props where props are due to mm-hmm. Chase Sexton. Yeah. You know, getting the 450. Any thoughts he, on that? Guaranteed Chase loves that he won, but is pissed off that it didn't come with the full-on battle with him, Cooper, and Eli all the way to the end. I, you, You're a racer. You just want to beat the best. Yeah. And, and no matter what, he's going to have the number one plate. Congrats. He gets all the bonus money. That's what he wants. But I know at the end of the day, he's going to feel like, ah, I just wish I could have just won this straight up and had all the naysayers, you know, shut up right away because it's kind of how he won his first 250 championship, to be honest. Yeah. Forkner went down Nashville and Forkner was crushing that year. He wasn't, he wasn't beating him. He's, oh man. But but it did something for him because he came back and he backed it up the next year. Yep. No, he did. Yeah. Like, you know, Chase is a superstar. No matter what. Yes. Yes. So, you know, but that all changed and, you know, for this, that number one on his bike is going to do something to his brain. Yeah. You watch. 250 class, uh, Hunter and Jet Lawrence. The thing that I like those guys, I like their good personalities. What I hate about it is if you're watching the broadcast and, and knowing from a broadcast angle of what they're following, no matter what, they had like a lower on one of the Lawrences, always talking about the Lawrences. And I was like, man, I didn't even see Kitchen out there. And the guy had a great round, barely showed him. And it's just like, 
man, just lay up a little bit on the Lawrence train and let's try to get some of these other guys and yeah. make them superstars as well because they're great riders. Yeah. They love Deegan and they love the Lawrences. And it was, that's what all I seen was those guys. And I, I know Jeremy Martin didn't have a great night, but he's out there too. And it could show him battling. They, they, they didn't back. even mention Jeremy Martin. I know he crashed in the main and, and had a bad race, but still, like it, it, it's you're right. I, I get it from both sides. I get it from yeah. being oh, a director yes. Yes, of the do. broadcast, yeah. and you know that is the story. That's the story of the mm-hmm. night. When have you seen two brothers out there with number yeah, one yeah. place? I get it. We get it. You know, and these kids deserve every bit of it mm-hmm. because they are just dope humans. Like mm-hmm. they're not, they're dope. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, you got like you said, kitchen out there. There was. It was really good battles. Hampshire, uh, you didn't get much of him. You know, he kind of makes the pass. We mm-hmm. missed we missed the pass back on the broadcast. They yeah. didn't even replay it. They saw Hunter yeah. or uh, Jet get him. Yeah. And then they battled a bit, and we didn't see anything else of it. And then they did the last lap. They didn't even mention. They were just talking about uh, Max, or they were talking about Hunter getting past Max Anstey. And they mentioned it way before, but when the pass happened, all they did was, oh, there goes Hunter. But Hunter the, going by the points. gave Deegan second place. So I was thinking the same thing, right? But Max had to get Jordan too. He needed to, because his results, like the way it would worked out, they would have been tied or something like that. I'm pretty sure they were saying he had to get Jordan, even after the interview with, uh, I think it was Mark Martin. Like he had to get Jordan and keep Hunter behind him. He needed the two guys, which I originally thought it was only one. I thought it was okay. one, but the way that the points would have worked out and overalls and whatnot, he needed to get the two. So that's, and they should have made a big deal about that. Max was pushing to get Jordan. He yeah. Said, he said he regrets not going in as hard as he did on that last See, and that's why you're here, Al. Yeah. yeah. Thank Post you. Post interview, he mentioned that. Did he? He's yeah. like, it was second for the points. I didn't quite realize. Should have went in harder. Okay. Yeah. Went All right. Hey, Jordan. you know what? Getting that mic. Dude, producer Al. For insight for the people. All righty. But yeah, Supercross, yeah. it was good. The 250 class is always pretty entertaining because you got guys crazy. like Deegan Lawrence Brothers out there and all the yeah. rest, but... I don't know. Um, moving along to uh, other things. Uh, I had a couple, like, I've been trying to take some notes of, like, things to talk about. And, yeah. and we have yet to look at any notes. But I was doing my morning routine this morning, and I had a thought. Um, just because I am I get in these these modes where I get obsessed with stuff, and I, like, have to do things. So, um, Bobby Joe peeking in here. We're doing a podcast, Bobby Joe. Get out. Yeah, get out. He's probably coming to yell at us about money. Yeah. So anyways, the I was doing a ski this morning, getting the workout in, and I thought about people in sports and obsession and dealing with, you know, like I know you've dealt with people in basketball and moto and stuff like that, and you see these kids, and I'm not sure if you had this when you were in basketball or, or moto, but an obsession, I've seen it twice and I've done a lot of, uh, you know, actually I've seen it with other riders in our, in our sport, but where somebody gets obsessed, like my brother Cole, and now I've seen it with my daughter and, and horses. Cole was obsessed since he was like a one-year-old with dirt bikes. That's all he ever did. He didn't care to do anything else. And it turned out his obsession turned into something good. They just obsess and they love it so much. They're so passionate. All they want to do is get better at it. Then there's those kids that do it because it's cool. They like it, but then it fades. We talked about that before. 
of like you get to a certain age and you want to chase a party. That was never an option with Cole, my brother. He would never cared about it. Never cared about drinking, partying. He was so obsessed that his it became his life. And I was just wondering your experience with that. Is is obsession, is that the need to be successful? Uh, um, from my personal experience, absolutely. Mm. You don't get anywhere with one foot in the door. Mm. You know, it's been something that I've said forever. Like, whether it's the people I have around me or you know, a hobby that I'm interested in, sports, whatever, being one foot in never accomplishes the ultimate goal, whatever that may be for you. If your goal is to be like, for lack of a better word, if your goal is to be mediocre, stick one foot in, dabble around, that's where you're going to be. But, you know, people that have, you know, like, like an OCD is like, I've seen people talk about how that's like a superpower. Yeah, Yeah. Like they obsess over things. They, they love it to a certain point where they can't see it done any other way than yeah. the right way to do it. Now, the right way can be of a, a wide variety here, but being obsessed over different things is so powerful mm-hmm. in today's age. Like if you just dive into whatever it is, you go two feet, all you do, you know, you schedule your life and just focus. You're locked in, laser focused on some things. And, and like we touched on before, so many people are scared to lock in and laser focus in their 20s because they think they're missing the best years of your life. Well, I promise you, <laughs> when when I was in my 20s, and or still I still am in my 20s, but like young, early mm-hmm. 20s, and all I did was go out and party every weekend. I, I wasn't missing a, a damn mm-hmm. thing. I had no money. Mm-hmm. Any money I made, I would spend at the <laughs> bar. I was just, yeah. all this stuff I was getting nowhere ahead in my life. And then... I moved away from my hometown, everything, and I just laser focused, dropped mm-hmm. everything that I could, and I focus on my business and mm-hmm. our business and yeah, everything yeah. that I can do to mm-hmm. to do it. I, I have a very small circle of friends these days. I mean, I have a lot of people that are, yeah, I'm yeah. friends with, but like on my day to day, see three guys, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's it's yeah. it's just locked in on what I need to be did locked you need in that, on. Did you need that move to change your mindset of? Uh, or was it was it people you were hanging out with, or was it just you were kind of stuck in a rut that you I, got in that mode? I think it's a mix of everything. Me and TJ back home used to talk about this all the time. Like he is very like minded, like me. He mm-hmm. loves business. He loves to work hard and you know do some stuff. And you know having an interest in that helps, right? Mm-hmm. And you gotta kind of lock in to what an ultimate goal is. I think first is your first step. You know, pick what it is that you are trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Because without without a roadmap, then then you can't get there i i saw heard this thing the other day that was you know for instance you want to become a social media star mm. okay well you'll never get there without making a post and everyone's just so scared yeah to make the post mm-hmm. that they obsess over all the little details in between that don't matter mm. you know the first step to doing that is by clicking upload yeah, well yeah. how do you click upload what's the process to click upload well i need to make an account mm-hmm. i need to come up with a name i need to and you can just use your like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you gotta but you gotta make the account you gotta sign in you gotta take the picture on your iphone and then you gotta click upload it's are not you, that hard are you straight up taking it right on instagram that photo <laughs> dude i think <laughs> selfie right dude, there no filter none none raw <laughs> yeah but but if you simplify things like that that's what i've learned is that 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 path to action and that path to achieving what it is that you're looking for is so much more straightforward mm-hmm. just start with your goal and then 
figure out the steps. Just the steps, the simple steps. The too. binaries. Mm. It's just it's yeah. black and white. It's yeah. black and white in order to get that. But just making excuses and yeah. you know not obsessing, one foot in the door, all this stuff. Yeah, doesn't really help. No, I I agree. It's uh it's taking that first step, like we talk about uh, your morning walks, which we should check in, and we're gonna talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Is uh, small step, just 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 do the walks, and then maybe a month from now, maybe two months from now, maybe you just do walks for two months to get your mindset. But already, I know Al can attest to this. We've noticed a difference in Isaiah since the first pod. That's when he kind of started. I can landmark it for the first pod. He's he's dialed in beauty uh, now. Yeah, like I gotta, mean, he was before, but he's gonna give it to him. I mean, he's he's pressured me now to get on the early morning program, and it's like the last thing I want to do, but I know <laughs> I gotta do it eventually. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. this morning, I sent him a seven thirty text, just just doing it, just to like hey, hey I did wake up and text or, or get Brad up though. Right, that's right good. Then. So yeah, I you didn't, didn't respond back. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need a couple confirmed. More minutes, Brad can confirm this for <laughs> he did send a text. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's uh, and going back to um, you talking about you're in your twenties and kids and the distractions. Oh, I sorry to cut you off. Nope, you're good. I I got on a massive tangent after that, but yeah, what yeah. I really wanted to say was that in your early twenties when you're going out thinking mm-hmm. you're having the best time of your life, I promise you, you make it to your thirties or mm-hmm. you, you know, your late twenties and you have a little bit of money <laughs> going and doing those things is so much more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lock in, do your shit, get it done at an age where you're free. And that's what I was literally going to go with that. Yeah. So you weren't cutting me off. You were just, you know, saying the same thing. I'm 40 now. And if I want to have cut loose with the boys, it's just as fun as when I was maybe even funner just because, I don't know. You you kind of cut out the BS of going out. You you kind of know. It's almost like being a racer and riding the same track. You know the lines. Yeah. You know what I mean. You're not gonna go to certain places at certain hours. You're like, ah, it's too busy to get a drink there. You know, we'll we'll just pre-drink. We'll have our own beers here, and then we'll go out for a little cocktail and appetizer, and then you know maybe go to the Riverport. And if you <laughs> know what the Riverport is, you can look it up yourself. <laughs> Brad frequents that place. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Love that for him. But um, yeah, another thing that's, uh, you know, leaning towards that uh, obsession and and kids being good at sports early is, and I I listened to something this week, participation awards. I've never been a fan of it. And the problem with it is, and it's been last 10, 15, 20 years, this has been a thing. And growing up and growing up in hockey, and you're like 13 years younger than me, different generation pretty much of sports. So you might attest to this a little bit more of being in the participation era. I would get awards when you earned awards. And I truly believe we need to teach our kids that defeat. And if you don't have that defeat, there's no hunger. I, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, that that just hits hard because I remember when I so when I was playing in high school for basketball, which was my main sport, and I just that was something that I had a die hard passion mm. into. But there was no ah, you were the third best today, Isaiah. <laughs> get out of here. Like get Put get the lost. The, the MVP. <laughs> you got an MVP trophy at yeah. the end of the game. And if I didn't get that trophy every game I played, you pissed. I was pissed off the entire ride home. I was so Good. livid. Mm. Like if I wasn't on an all-star team, I was livid. Mm. If I wasn't MVP at the all-star, but they game, weren't just giving that out. I was. Li- there was no. There was no participation. Then fast forward four or five years later, mm. I go back to coach the high school basketball oh, team in my local town. I, 
I was getting yelled at for sitting kids. I was getting Calls. yelled at for making the kids run lines. They have to call yeah. them now. Yep. Um, and you know, everything was just soft. It was Isaiah. You can't do this. It's not like when you were in school. Oh, Isaiah, it's not like God. this. It's, it was so, it was like so, Charmin ultra with where three do you think, Where do you, th- yeah. It was tough. Where do you think it comes from? Do you think it comes from parents that didn't no, get awards when they were kids? Dude. It's 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 and it's so crazy because the generation that is making it soft is the generation that grew up in the quote unquote hard era, the hard times, all of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? All the people that are in positions of authority are the same ones who are like Oh, we grew up getting the belt in school and X, Y, and Z and all this. And now, you know, with social media, you get crucified. Do you do anything wrong? And, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that you got to go so extreme, but participation awards, man, Mm -hmm. you don't learn how to lose. Like you said, you need to learn it. You need to learn that, uh, that letdown that like, man, if we only had that one more goal or that one more save, like, Oh, like, don't just give out ribbons, man. Or or the racetrack is the worst, man. Like, and like, promoters feel the need to like sugarcoat these fifty riders, man. Just I get it. I mean, like to be fair, we've been giving out tenth place trophies. I I don't anymore. I do top five, top five. Thanks, Al. Okay, confirmed. Yeah, I'm top five. No matter if there's forty to eighty, I top five. Earn it, earn it. That's you're getting good. your race reps in. You're getting your points for their series. You're you're racing at a national caliber track. Your money's getting spent because you're enjoying the, the process. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care what your age is, four, five, six. I love when four-year-olds actually get a trophy and they earn it. That's awesome. It's cool to see that, but I don't know. I just can't do. Um, I can't do the participation yeah. and, and the awards back to twentieth. So, or something. do you think that any of that is attributed to this day and age on social? Yeah, social media is a huge asset to a lot of people, but it's also crippling. It's crippling because it, it goes. Oh man, this is a huge topic that like like three minutes ago and I don't want to dip into it but like yeah social media on that side of things yeah it, if... yeah we'll dive into a full social oh, like, little thing. I've got a lot of topics on the social thing and I just yeah. don't want to dive into it that late but yeah it's I think we need to fix that all around from your minor sports in hockey soccer baseball let's fix that like people and promoters need to make these kids tougher and make that obsession a little bit deeper shoot i was six i need to be fifth you know i need to get that that extra position i need to train harder because if you're just giving them an award what benefit does that for the first place guy or the guy in seventh eighth that are getting awards the same it's like it doesn't i know it's different yeah you, you won the race but you're taking away wait, like why did this kid get it? why is he up here at the trophy draw get out of here kid you got eighth <laughs> yeah. you know you gotta have that competition <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry i'm a little ruthless i'm a nice guy and all but i'm yeah. a little ruthless when it comes to and, that. and you can say this differently than i can because you have children mm, i yeah. feel like that puts you in a different perspective mm. from the outside yes. to be able to say this, this brought be- me something in my head here yeah. uh, a memory from last year i remember so gracie just started competing in horses mm-hmm. my older daughter and she got sixth place, which they ribbon back to six. They have like 18 riders say it. That's just traditional horses, I guess. They go back to six and it goes sixth, fifth, fourth. And then it's a reserve champion, then champion. So second and first. And she got one ribbon out of four classes she did. And she was beyond stoked, like stoked, stoked, stoked. But then she went on the next four or five events and just crushed it. She was a champion, reserve champion, like just crushed it. But 
I remember her having that sixth place and earning that sixth place. That was like, you know what I mean? Like it, she got seventh, eighth, ninth, and the other ones didn't get a, a ribbon, but she's like, oh, I, I could be better here. I could be, and she knew that she had to be better in those, those divisions to, to get that award. That's so it kind of just, awesome. that little, you know, tidbit right. of getting into that sixth place, right. uh, fueled her other events. And then she was able to just dominate. And this is where I feel like you have all the right to talk about this. Like you weren't sitting on the side of the, you know, the horse track going, mm. Oh, why didn't my daughter oh, get it? Hell a, no! Did didn't didn't she get an eighth place? Hell in, no! In I was class, nervous so. for her to get awards, and and the one she came off crying because she screwed up on whatever things. I I don't know much of this stuff. It's not like moto where you got a finish line and <laughs> yeah. this judge sports is a whole. We got to talk about judge sports one of these days too. <laughs> whole other can of worms. But anyways, she came <laughs> off and she's crying. So I'm like, well, we didn't podium, we didn't get top, whatever. She ended up winning. She ended up winning it. I'm like, well, why were we crying back there? Like, I thought we lost. Like, I don't get this sport. <laughs> but she ended up winning. But she did. She just screwed up something, her diagonals or something. You'd have to ask Chody about it. I don't know this yeah. horse talk. But anyways, yeah, she ended up winning. But I love to see that she came off and she was, like, really upset because she knew she screwed up. She didn't think she was going to get an award, but she did. And she won it. And But to see that, like, I love that passion. And yeah. I love that that feeling of defeat. At that moment when she was crying, those tears were real. I like that. That's what kids need. Mm-hmm. Feel that. Feel it. Just, Earn it. Yeah. Take it all in. All right. I'm going to hit you first for one. Okay. Yeah. Hit me with a question on the last lap. You want me to You want my question first? Yeah. Oof. Or, um, and we didn't talk. We didn't talk about this one beforehand. And we got 30 seconds to think of oh, it before the th- white flag comes out. So this is perfect. Okay. All right. Um, along the way, over the last, say, 10 years... What was one moment in the, the 10 years that was like, we talked about this kind of last time is like your, your pathway and what you're into and chasing passion. What was the one moment, if you can think of one that was just like, man, that was fun. And this is why I do it. Like it just reassured you of what the path is. That's a really good question. How do you know that you're on the right path? Mm-hmm. Um, I think... The biggest, I think one of the moments to me that was like, okay, I'm on the right path was everywhere as I've lived before moving up here and starting this journey, I've had a roommate. Like I've lived mm-hmm. out of home mm-hmm. and I've done things and been able to, you know, sustain a, a fun mm-hmm. life, a good life back home. And when I got up here and I stayed with you for mm-hmm. the summer, but yeah, pretty much just because we were, I got here and we were here for, we were right into it, right into, yeah, yeah. right into moto, whatever the Fun case was. Up. So as soon as that was done and I went and I signed the lease on my place mm-hmm. and I was able to move in there the moment that after you, your brother, your dad helped me move in and you guys left and I just sat in that place by myself and mm-hmm. I was like, this is mine. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm able to live, yep. have a, have my own space here. Relying on no one. Relying on nobody and just, I'm here. Mm. And that was like, okay, Isaiah, like this is what you're at. This is where you're at. You just commit it. You got to keep going. You got to keep charging. It's time mm. to go. And okay. that was, that was it for me. Okay. Well, I'm going to continue that question on yeah. with uh, our boy Al. Now he's got a microphone. Al, I know you're new at the role. You were you were in a completely different line of work, kind of chasing what your dad was doing, his business and stuff like that. What uh, when you came over here to visit Isaiah? I think it was for your birthday. 
What uh, what was it that, that caught you and you're like, okay, this this could be something? Uh, just the lifestyle that Isaiah was living, more or less. Mm. I was like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. It's like, I need to be involved. So mm. it was just a matter of what can I do? What do I need to show these guys? And mm. It was pretty simple for Isaiah to come, come up for his birthday party. Yeah. And I was just right then and there. Yeah. And one, well, we, we went one weekend at Walton, wasn't it? Yeah, I got to sit in. Didn't really do a whole lot, but... Did you do two weekends at... Like, did you Walton, and then we had another weekend, and then you went home? No, I actually went straight home and put in the two weeks, and then came back and started with you guys and finished out that summer. Jeez. So Not even in... I only missed Gopher. Yeah, and you weren't even in this line of work where Isaiah, like, obviously you were in... You were working at Toys for Big Boys. Yeah. You were doing your own video stuff. Um, it was kind of lined up well with what you do. And, and Al, you were doing something completely yeah, different and yeah. just swapped it out. Yeah. To go back to your point, like I think that, that main thing was at the end of the summer mm. when uh, Jess and I was able to actually drive up and, yeah. and do the move and bring her. Because I was solo for the summer, kind of living on Isaiah's couch and whatnot. What's her thoughts? She loves it, man. Yeah. Yeah. She's good at, uh, like, I mean, she's got a great job right now. And yeah, I know she, her schedule's a little mixed up, but things she, are getting better. She knows we're young and there's mm. still a lot of life left to live. Yeah. So why not, you know, take that jump and that leap? Oh, man. We I talk know. about it all the time. So I know. And you know yeah. what's crazy? Thinking back when I was, you're 27, thinking back then, you both are, I was just like, man, I got to get figure things out, you know? Like, but now looking back, I'm like, shit, I have, I, I heard this thing is like, you know, in your 20s, have fun. In your 30s, figure out what you like to do. In your 40s, make your money. 50s, settle down and retire. Yeah. I think that you guys are well on your path. Um, I I didn't realize I was on my path then, but now I do, that I was well on it. I, we thought we were on our path, you know, like I said, until... Yeah, until Isaiah. Yeah, yeah I mean, putting... he's kind of like underselling. He was wife, house, mm -hmm. dogs, you know, mm -hmm, everything yeah. there. He's working for his father, who's very successful mm -hmm. everything that he had didn't need to move up here no came up here i offered him no job i mm. just he was like my girlfriend for the summer just <laughs> yeah. stayed on my couch quit his job yeah it's like what do i need to do man like yeah anything <laughs> just learn and had no inside industry skills like mm -hmm. for lack of a better like he just he was very you know deep into yeah. the field that he was in but it's not what we do yeah and he just came learned. from a moto background but didn't yeah. have the yeah any Really, any any no skills besides uh, like in this. I would yeah. say he had some PC skills, some uh, yeah. Windows Seven skills yeah, that bit. brought yeah. to the table nicely. Yeah, and we don't touch Windows oh, here. Oh <laughs> God! All hey, hey, my all scoring though, I I jumped in. Remember I know. the day one, Dude, we were struggling. We and had you... an IP address issue, and yeah. I fixed it. And I think that's kind of when you were like, okay, this okay, kid we need knows this a little bit of something. We need this kid. <laughs> yeah. He fixed one thing. He's good. He passes. We need someone to fill this job. So. Yeah, perfect. No, so then we'll we'll get you into more of this stuff. It's nice having Al with a, a microphone. Yeah, yeah for appreciate sure, it. For sure. Now, for me. now yeah. I'll jump in with my question mm. for you. Um, can you give me a moment over the last you know few years since I've been here? I've watched your kids grow up in front of mm. my eyes even mm. so much. What is one thing that you know being a dad in these recent years where your kids are at an age that's very interactive for mm. you? Mm -hmm. How has that changed your outlook on your work balance? Honestly, as of lately, it's it's changed just because I've been into this uh, video editing. I I do a lot of edits for Gracie on her horse and stuff like that. But in my like doing that, I'm learning a lot of of extra things that I don't have to ask you for. I'm YouTubing them and doing stuff and trying to help you guys in the process. But as being a parent and doing this as you know. Um, 
it's it's not as regiment as most jobs are so when you have a regiment job you're nine to five you know you're going to be home with your kids at say you know 5 15 5 30 and you're going to spend that time with your kids and then dinner blah 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 a nighttime and then do it all over again where this one is our job is like if i need to spend a day with the kids and like last week i took a day off and we went they went horseback ride and had to drive them with the trailer somewhere so it's nice that way um but I think my kids are going to benefit huge from my lifestyle and I've already seen it with Gracie. Her, for example, you lived at my place. I'll lived at my place for a little bit one month when their, their place was uh, out of commission. Um, but I noticed it with Gracie a lot and even Lily is the ability to communicate with adults and, uh, be very socially strong and socially appealing to other kids. Right. And I think that this, this job, and I tell my kids all the time, a lot to do with Al coming on board is he's very good with people. You're good with people. And I know you're good with your skill set as well, but you have to be a people person first. And especially if you're going to do your own business. So I'm not even sure where, if, if this is answering your question or not, but I'm going on a bit of a rant here is, is if I could tell any other parent is make their kid socially appealing is the biggest thing. And able to let them interact with adults when you have company over. I was very fortunate to have men, like I had Tanner Ward and other riders live with me when Gracie was young. She's always been around older kids or older adults. And men, how good is Gracie? You'll come over and she'll just pick up where you left off like any other adult. And it's so, it's so refreshing to know that my kids can do that with their yeah. teachers, with other adults. And, um, you know, and I think it has a lot to do with what we do here. Um, is just not a normal routine. It's it's people, person, and that's you know comes first. And, and you're present, right? You're mm, when yeah. you're home. Yeah, yeah, and, I'm present, yeah. And, and you're there. You're present with them, like you said, like making the videos for Gracie. Mm, yeah. Like that's not something that you had to do, you know. Mm. But you enjoyed doing it. And she absolutely loves. Yeah, yeah. That you do this mm. with her. Yeah. Right, like she gets a little cocky because her dad does this stuff. Yeah, she's a little cocky. She's like, "Oh, my dad's the best." <laughs> kind of like, Mom sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, I think that's that's just unreal, and it's so funny. Like a part of what you were just saying, as you were saying, like kids need to be able to stand strong and social on their own. It's lost in today's age. I'll give you a perfect mm -hmm. example. Yep. I was at the driving range the other day with Big Al here, mm -hmm. and. When we were about to leave, there was another group beside us mm -hmm. and just a group of local guys, you know, probably 45, 50 years old. One of them throws their bag on and they're leaving. And right as he's walking out, he's like, yeah, whatever, whatever guy's name is. Hey, Joe, uh, my, my kid's going to, I'm going to float you my kid's resume. Just if you got something there, just let me know. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like still sending their kid's resumes out Dude. for them. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, he's an apprentice. Like, you know, the guy's not a 16 year old kid he's an apprentice who's gone through college yeah, yeah, yeah. and his dad's at the driving range with his buddies sending him things he's, maybe i look kid at it should have been there kid kid should have been there well, or hey let me know a time i'd yeah. love to get my son in contact with yeah. you send him in there to give you yeah. his thing i'm not and there's I, that might sound minuscule to a lot mm. of people but it's so different being on the end of people like i hire you know, in, in my position, I have to say yes or no to hundreds of people that we employ throughout the year, whether mm -hmm. it's contractors all the time. Mm -hmm. If I had someone's dad hand me a resume, mm -hmm. 
you get, look at it. get lost yeah, absolutely yeah. get lost yeah and we talk about this we actually talked about it recently about uh having what well, we do a lot of shoots and sometimes you or, or myself or justin yeah. or al can't be there and we need to have somebody and there's only a certain amount of people that were like all right this guy can go and converse with the head of this company with the head of this series or whatever and we feel comfortable with them portraying the jetworks position and there's other guys that we hire that they're just good at what they do and we can't put them in the role of communicating certain things. So it goes into your adult life. If you can't do it as a kid, it's not going to translate like, oh, I'm an adult now. I can communicate with these people because they can't. Start young. Yeah. Start young. So I don't know. That's so much. Show. 30 plus two. Yeah. Moto number five. Thanks, Al, again, for producing and talking. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, this quick one. Checking the next one. Later. <laughs>